folks or folks who were listeners and they got tired of us, but maybe they came back, whatever oh, yeah. category you find. Would that still be a returner? Mm-hmm. Maybe it's like the nuances of the types. Oh, I see. We are about nuances here at Critical Thinking for Everyone. My name is Brian Barnes, and I'm a nuance guy. <laughs> I'll be the judge of that. Um, I'm Patty Payette, and I'm the co-host of this fine show along with Brian. She has plenty of nuance herself, and <laughs> we appreciate you making time to talk with us today. It's absolutely wonderful that you're going to spend a few minutes, a few maybe very long minutes with us, but we do hope that it ends up giving you some really great things to think about today. Yeah, our really mission, <clears throat> I was about to say mission on earth, but <laughs> might be too broad. that might be too broad. Our mission with this particular <clears throat> slice of our world, which is this wonderful show, yeah. is to give you some rich, great stuff to think about and to think with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We hope that you'll be interested in doing that. Um, This show is certainly a labor of love on our parts. We're trying to spread the good word about better thinking, and we just really hope that you find it useful. That's our main thing, is that you would find it useful. And maybe you could reach out to us at Critical Thinking for Everyone on Facebook if you do, in fact, find it useful. We'd love to hear from you. We would love that so much. It's been a long time since we've heard. Is anyone out there? We think you're probably out there, but we think maybe you're shy about social media. Yeah. So we want to encourage you. We're ready. We don't, you know, we're not going to turn you away. We're ready. And um, um, I thought today this would be, uh, we haven't done like a going back to basics show in a long time. Okay. What kind of basics? Like critical thinking basics? Yeah. Like, you know, we've been having a lot of fun by doing all these offshoot shows, you know. Shows about song lyrics and critical thinking or um, biases in critical thinking or things like that. But I thought it'd be fun to maybe just go back to basics and talk about what does critical thinking look like at its heart, at its very, you know, practical nuts and bolts. What What is this stuff we're talking about, critical okay. thinking? Okay. No, it sounds like a great idea. Yeah, you like that. I think Good. so. I mean, I wonder, you know, I wonder sometimes how far away we get from... Um, those basics and those nuts and bolts, you know, when we're yeah. when we're getting involved with some of the stuff on the show. So I do appreciate that sentiment. You know, sometimes we're trying to do some critical thinking analysis, like you just said, but maybe some people aren't even really tracking with the basics. Yeah, yeah. I just and I just you know, you and I joy talking about this stuff mm-hmm. and um, making it real, mm-hmm. and it would not be a bad idea if we used our own life and our own thinking as kind of a foil for this. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Give it a shot. You've shared some pretty personal things over the years. Oh, well, you know, if we don't, um, if we don't talk about our real life, then it is pretty difficult to get a sense of how this stuff might be useful. You know, I mean, we're, we're We're saying that this is supposed to have practical benefit for your life, but if you can't ever have any examples from your life, it's hard to know what that looks like. Yeah. Where do you want to start? I don't know. Um, if we're talking about basics, should we go all the way back to like a definition of critical thinking? Mm. Is that something that's useful? Uh, de- yeah. Yeah. I mean, do people out there, do any of you know 
if here we're going to give you space to just go ahead and and just say your definition of critical like, thinking. Even if it's even if it's just stream of consciousness. Well, and word if you're association, just in the right? car, just we're going to give you space. Yeah. Okay, here, ready? ready? Three, two, one. Hmm. What do you? We got to give them time. We're sorry we interrupted. Go ahead. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, whatever you got out there, we're sure that uh, it was very thoughtfully uh, rendered. You know the kind of things I hear when people, we ask them what it means? Do, what do they say? They say things like asking questions, making connections. Is that critical thinking? Those are the kinds of things that people associate with critical thinking. Okay. Even Maybe even being critical. Oh, wow. Being critical. Can you imagine it's even there in the name? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, all of these things might be some aspects of critical thinking. I mean, we certainly think that there's some value there. Um, do you have a definition that you like? Um, well, you know, the one we both really like. What thinking, is that one? Critical thinking is thinking about your own thinking while you're thinking in order to improve your thinking. Oh, yeah. Well, that's a pretty good one. So that one involves us thinking about our thinking um, instead of thinking about other people's thinking. Yeah. It's, Why? It's sort of like, um, well, we don't, we can't see how other people are thinking, but we can experience, we can do like a step back and look at our own thinking. It'd be sort of like, okay, let me give you an example. Okay. So if we said, let's get people to do critical driving, and they say, well, what's critical driving? I'm just driving my car around. And we say, well, critical driving is when you're noticing your own driving while you're driving to improve your driving. Right. That, right? Okay, sure, sure. So, that, so, so by that okay. definition, we could do critical anything, mm -hmm. right? I mean, we like could- Like critical tennis? Critical tennis would be thinking about my tennis while I'm playing tennis. In, in order, order to, to improve the tennis. Well, and you yeah. see what's interesting about that is if we put these other activities in there, then we find that we would be doing the activity in that case in order to improve our ability to do it instead of in order to create a certain kind of outcome. Oh, like winning. Yeah, like, like winning. So winning. I might I might play a tennis game with the idea that I'm going to be improving my skills, but really not focused on winning. Even though I might play my hardest, maybe I really know I can't beat this other person. But I'm just going to try to do better oh, and like really that. focus on my tennis. And I mean, I think there's, I think there's probably not a lot of that in the thinking world. A lot, lot, you mean not a lot of people saying, I'm going to work on improving my thinking, whether or not I get, whether or not I win this conversation, yeah. I want to win this argument or conversation. I want to be a better thinker. Oh, yeah. I think there's yeah. just so little of that. I think yeah. that a lot of people consider that to be quite a naive way to go into my activities, whatever it might be, that I might be focused on thinking for its own sake or improvement of thinking for its own sake. Yeah. Do you find yourself regularly saying, how can I be a better thinker in this situation? Yeah. Yeah, I think I do. I mean, especially if I don't like, I mean, that's the thing. You have to have a, a motivation. You have to have some kind of a Mm, some kind of a prompt to start worrying about it, right? And yeah. so I think in a lot of cases in my life, I can look at things and go, oh, yeah, this isn't exactly how I want it to go. So then I can do an analysis and they say things like, what's wrong with it? And then 
I always wonder to what extent is the problem here being caused by something I'm doing. So that's usually my first move. And then if I can't really figure that out, either because I'm too ignorant or I'm too arrogant, then <laughs> maybe at that point I'm going to say, oh, well, I wonder what Patty's doing to screw this up, right? Just because I can't quite pin down what I'm doing, but I know that Patty's got a thing that drives me crazy. So maybe at least I could go talk to Patty and say, look, I might be having, I might be a lot to blame here. Maybe you can point something out to me. I will say this thing you're doing is making it harder for this project mm. to work, right? But I'm willing to take criticism. And then, of course, if I just find something that's about myself, I usually just go ahead and try to fix it. Does that usually work? Yeah, mostly. Because most of it's about me. Most of it's just something I can do differently. And for people who go, oh, well, I'm never going to change. All of the other <laughs> systems should change. I just go, well, I don't have time for that. Okay. You know, oh, I can't I can't expect. Thanks for sharing that. Well, I can't expect the other systems to change. So one thing that I found that's very expedient from the point of view of critical thinking is just to look at myself first. Because I can definitely change myself first. Yeah, you can change it in an instant. In an instant, there may be no problem because I just quit. <laughs> right? I just said, well, that's it. And then I don't have to worry about the rest of it. I mean, that's a little reductive, of course. But it might be as simple as some behavior I could change. Mm. And I would find that out through self-reflection. And critical thinking in the style that we do it really wants people to learn self-reflectively and to decide for themselves that actually I need mm. to do this differently than wow. I've been doing it because it seems like I could do it better for its own sake. Wow. That's, that is some powerful stuff. When you can identify your own flawed thinking or habits or behavior or whatever, fill in the blank, you can identify it, notice it, and make it better. Fix yeah, it. well, I mean, ideally. that's powerful stuff. It is, it is. And, and we have to be willing to do that, and we have to be willing to entertain the idea that maybe I'm not doing my best work mm. um, or that maybe I'm the problem or at least mm. a problem. I don't have to be the problem. It's just that if I've, got, if I've got some difficulty, I might look at it and ask myself, what can I do sort of without creating a lot of extra work for others to just deal with this, hmm. right? And then in that way, I can I can sometimes come to... Um, a reliable outcome that will at least change the problem, if not completely eliminate or solve it. Yeah. Interesting, interesting, yeah, interesting yeah. stuff. Well, what about you? Um, yeah, I think I definitely find myself all the time thinking, "What's wrong with everybody else?" Yeah. Well, oh. what? Can, yeah. Well, how am I looking at? How can I look at this problem a different way? Or how can? What? What? Where? You know, what were the assumptions that that I led me astray here. How mm. can I better understand this? Mm. How does and that work for you? Pretty well. Sometimes I can identify the problem and then make a shift in my thinking. Sometimes I just, it's just a problem in my thinking and I'm just like, well, I'm going to, going to have to work on this. I don't Do know. you? Yeah. I mean, I think, I think we could always just ignore those if they're in our own thinking. We could mm. say, well, that's maybe, maybe I'm just not going to work on that. Yeah, we can because we gotta. We're human beings, so we gotta prioritize and pick the things we want to work on because hmm. you know. So you're willing to take some of those things and just push them off to um, the side. Just, just not to get overwhelmed every day by all the things I want to do differently. But, okay. Um, I thought one way that you and I could sort of unpack this is by 
looking at this list I brought about the characteristics of critical thinking. Oh, thinkers. man. Who's, whose list is this? Well, characteristics it's of critical thinkers. Deep Patel from entrepreneur. Dot, is it entrepreneur.something? Dot, com, which. I think is yeah. So it's clearly a website for leaders and entrepreneurs. But I got to tell you, the characteristics I thought were mm, a little undercooked. Really? Yeah. Undercooked. Undercooked. I thought they Look were out. undercooked in how they were presented. All right. Well, but, give, give us an example okay. of what you mean. First of all, why why is this person talking to us about critical because thinking? Like, why, why even bother with they it? They are saying critical thinkers think clearly and rationally and make logical connections between ideas. They are crucial to exploring and understanding the world we live in. I mean, under the best conditions. Like, what the hell's that? That's, well, like, say, that's like saying, that's like saying <laughs> a bowler throws strikes. <laughs> There are a bunch of people out they there. They start very broad. And... There are a bunch of people out there that maybe aren't throwing strikes, but they still would. They would still be pretty committed to their bowling habit. You know, I mean, it's just it's just too general because critical thinking is not an end. Oh. Right, critical thinking is a part of the process, and, and it's 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 a development, like a way of life, a way of living. Yeah. So I mean, to talk about characteristics of critical thinkers is to say we're looking at the ending instead of the process of critical thinking, I think. It, it right. almost seems like that. Yeah, and so the list that Deep Patel put together is a list of things that the average person could do to become a critical thinker. That's oh, his presumption. Okay. If you do these things, then okay. you can become. And he says... Um, that critical thinkers are focused on constantly upgrading their knowledge. You and I just talked about that, okay. so that's true. Upgrading, okay. and they engage in independent self-learning. Okay. That's what... Now, this person may be saying, like, I'm a critical thinker may be someone, I'm always trying to learn new skills. You and I are saying, it could just simply be, I'm going to constantly be looking for the flaws in my thinking and try to become a better thinker. That, that... Yeah. I understand that. I mean... I wonder what happens if I end up not being very successful. So at some point, if I'm bowling, yeah, and I don't really ever get strikes, yeah, then what is my if I'm not very good at the activity, then what causes me to accept the label of bowler? Is it just that I do it a lot at a very low level? And if that's the case, is it really very useful even for me to call myself that? If my critical thinking isn't very good, mm -hmm. if it's not manifesting in a way that is improving my life outcomes or something like that, yeah. then maybe maybe it's like calling myself a bowler when I never make any strikes. Oh, there's an important distinction here, Brian. The ball. No, no. A bowler... <laughs> can be someone who does it well or poorly as long as they're doing it. A critical thinker because to be a critical thinker, you think towards certain kinds of criteria. So anyone can be a thinker, but being a critical thinker means that there's a level of criticality that you put in your thinking. Does that mean that or does it mean that I'm just maybe a sophist? Uh, well, you could be. Manipulating, which is a, yeah, deceiving mani others. Yeah, you could be. That's a good point. 
Well, all right, let's look at the list of characteristics, okay? Let's look at them. All right, the first one he says is, uh, well, I don't know if we'll have time for all 16, so let me just point out some of the ones that he mentions. One of them, he, the first one he says is observation. Okay. Why do you think he says critical thinkers, like the, the first skill is observation? Why do you think he says that? What, um, when, you, when you hear someone says, wow, Brian, critical thinkers need to be good observers. Uh, what do you think of that? Well, I think that we need evidence for good critical thinking. And yeah. I think we need to be aware of the reality of situations. I think we need to be aware of uh, nuance and complexity. Um, I think we need to have data. All of these are features that we might gain through observation. Yeah, you're right. He says, you know, you need to collect data through our senses. That's what he's saying, right? Like sometimes mm -hmm. we're, we're, as human beings, we're, we're animals who are so emotion driven mm. that being a critical thinker means that we are attuned to our environment and getting information mm -hmm. and seeking information and filling in gaps that aren't there mm -hmm. and drawing conclusions and going, wait a minute, do we have all the information here? Mm. Okay. Um, yeah. You know, like if you and if our car broke down and we were in the desert. Yeah. Let's say you and I are there. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Imagine that. Okay. We're in the desert. Our car just broke down. Okay. And I said, "Oh my gosh, Brian, our car just broke down and we're in the desert." Yeah. I want to take turns standing out there and trying to flag down a approaching car, even though this is kind of a you know off the beaten track area. And you say. I want to start walking to find water or a gas station or somewhere. Like, I want to walk. I don't want to stand here. Like, we came to an impasse because I said, I want to stand here and wait for a car to come mm. by. And, get, and we're more likely to get someone to help us. And you're saying, I don't... Like, how as critical thinkers would we think through those two options? Wow. Like what kinds of data and information would we use? Yeah, that's really tough. I mean, it would be a lot of it, if we didn't know the area, a lot of it would just yeah. be guesswork. Well, yes and no. I'm saying educated. Get What kinds of things would we draw on to weigh those two options? What kind of information would we try to conjure into our minds to go, okay, should we stay here? One of us wants to stay here. The other person wants to walk. What? Yeah, I mean, certainly the conditions, like do we have shade, do we yes. have water, Good. you know, right. how far do we think it is to walk back the way we came, do we have any sense of what's in front of us? Right, maybe what time of day is it, Yeah. right? Sure. Like, Are there Gila monsters? <laughs> right, <laughs> what time of day is it? What yeah. do we know about where we are yeah. or how likely it is and and if we walked what is the yeah. way the answer so do we, we feel do we do, do we know how to tap into a cactus with a straw you can do that well i don't know i'm saying if we don't know how we might be in trouble but is that an option <laughs> i don't know oh i don't know but i mean see, that i mean i mean they have water to have. cactus you know cactus has some yeah? water somewhere so so okay, always, so you would be asking that. Yeah, I'd be I'd be hacking into cactus, trying to figure Cacti? out cactuses. Cacti. Cactus. <laughs> Cacti. Sure. So I mean, but I'm just you know saying those are the kinds of like, you know, sometimes when you're disagreeing or you're trying to weigh through options, 
getting good information. Sometimes I'm, I'm with a group. I find myself I'm with a group and, and they don't want to get good information. Make good decisions. And like I was with a group last month and we were in this situation, which is very time sensitive. Mm-hmm. And they said, uh, well, let's just let's just go back to this one institution that I know and, and they'll they'll help us. And I said, well, why don't we call around first and find out which organization can help us? Okay. As opposed to just, you know, well, okay, this one is familiar, so let's go there. I see. And so I got them to pause and okay. we called okay. and we found out, wow, just a couple miles away, there's an organization that can help us. Hooray! But I remember I was at the crossroads where that, oh no, let's just go like way back out of the way over to this organization because I know the people there. And I was just like, mm, let's think this through a little. So that brings up an interesting issue. Um, I'm glad you shared that example. But let me just change the angle yeah. just for a moment though what what do you think in your experience do you have any comments about the power of authority when it comes to trying to do critical thinking like it sounds like in your scenario if there had been like one person who was you know more powerful than everybody else maybe nobody would have been able to offer well, there, any alternatives that's a great point there kind of was so 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 what was that dynamic like well i i so the dynamic was that person was like okay we're going to do this and i said wait whoa, 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 wait can we just pause for a moment since we're all here together and it's really hard to get us all together again let me just call real quick and get some more information. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I had to like insert myself into the decision making process. Okay. So sometimes critical thinking requires kind of intellectual courage to be the person that says, when you're not in charge, go, wait, time out. Okay. Um, I found myself, and if I use the phrase, because sometimes, you know, I have adult kids, you have adult kids, they'll, yeah, yeah. they'll want to make a decision and, yeah. or, and I'll be like, wait, wait, wait. Let's get good information. Wait, mm. let's get more information. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Let's base this on, let's just pause here and get more information. So I find a lot of times as a critical thinker, what I'm doing is pointing to the lack of information and saying, let's go fill in the the landscape. I don't say it that way. I just say, let's get more information. But that's what I'm trying to do as a critical thinker. And it tends to be helpful when I say something like, let's go on information versus assumptions. Hmm. And so when you say that, are you? do other people take it like as a little bit insultingly? Like are you saying, when you say that, are you saying, hey, I think we're operating on assumptions. We haven't thought this through? Um, Is that I what try, that means? I, yeah. I try yeah. to say it in a positive, helpful way. What's that look like? It looks like this. You know what? Let's get more information so that we can base this on information versus assumptions. Okay, and then when somebody—that's that, literally how I say it. And then when somebody pushes back, pushes back and says, "Are you saying that I don't have any real data here?" I would say, "Well, tell me what data you do have, and let's let me see if you do have all the information. And if not, I'd like to get more." Okay. Okay. Is it the case that you usually use a move like this when you think there's a problem 
with kind of the power dynamic or would you just use this all the time whether there were obvious problems with the information or not? All the time. Just even if there's no problem, yep. we still might want to do this anyway. Yes. Hmm. Does that undermine you? What way? As a as an authority? Like if you're if you're saying we should check all the assumptions here, including whatever I've put out on the table, this and that. I mean, does that does that kind of make it look like maybe you don't know what you're doing? Like maybe I, I think it helps you as a leader or as a thinker to show your work. To show your work. As a thinker. Like, I want to make this recommendation or this move based on good information. Okay. And I think we should check, including me, let's check all the information. Okay, and then we all, and then we make yeah. all those things explicit? Yeah. Is, yeah. That, is that how yeah, it helps that's check what, the yes, work? Yes, yes. Mm. Okay, interesting. Yeah, yeah, I do that. So, so... That's a recommendation observation. We agree with that recommendation, right? Well, right. And when you're looking for observation, one of the things we need to keep in mind is that there are only so many ways for us to get the data into our heads. And so something like observing, whether that's listening or whether that's watching or whatever, that would be a way for us to get the data. Whereas without that, we would only be what? We'd be taking something anecdotally, maybe. Mm. We might not have actual data as much as maybe secondhand data or something like that. So the observation ties in with what we think about in critical thinking, which is how do people learn? And one of the ways that people learn is by taking in information somehow, right? But rather than doing it haphazardly, we could do it maybe in this sort of structured way that you're talking about, which ties in really well with the analysis piece. Yes. Being deliberate about this, the getting information. That's mm -hmm. what you're saying about, mm -hmm. you know, being cog first you have to be cognizant if you have all the information and then I need to go get it. So, so the analytical thinking, this is how he describes it. Analyzing information means to break information down to its component parts and evaluate how well these parts function together and separately. Analysis relies on observation and gathering, evaluating evidence. You can come to a meaningful conclusion. Analytical thinking begins with objectivity. Whoa. Well, that that whole thing, objectivity. Whoa, let's just, hmm, that's But problem. we just talked about observing. Isn't that the same as being objective? No, you oh. can't really be objective. Oh, You whoa. can't really be objective. Whoa, how can you not be objective, Patty? Well, because you're a human being who has natural blind spots in your thinking. Oh, if you're a human... You're talking about me? If you... Oh. <laughs> if you, Brian, are human, are you human? That's that's my that's my understanding. Okay. Yeah. Well, then you have blind spots just built just into like the car? way you're thinking. Just like a car. Yeah, yeah, kind of oh, like that's that. That's wild. So if I, I know. Yeah, so I have to look over my left shoulder when yeah. I <laughs> yes when I change lanes on the <laughs> exactly. sidewalk. Exactly. You have to do the the intellectual move equivalent of that. What is the intellectual <laughs> equivalent of me checking my blind spots when I'm driving? You ask somebody you're with. What am I missing here in this issue when we're talking about it? You ask for their perspective, which is going to be different from yours. And you're going to say, what, are, what am I or what are we missing? Huh. What are we missing? So what if, I mean, I mean they could just not know too, right? They could, they could also have a blind spot maybe. Or yeah. Or just can't see the problem. Yeah, but you're soliciting that 
says better. It's like looking over your shoulder. You don't know what you're going to see, but you're looking anyway. Oh, yeah. And that's because with critical thinking, we want to have alternative points of view and we want to have multiple points of view, even if they're not alternative. And so by doing these checking of blind spots, we literally add points of view. Right, because not only is it, it's not, it's sort of like saying it's not just my point of view on the road as I'm driving ahead, it's also my point of view on the road ahead, given this information over my left shoulder, over my right shoulder. Like rear view. Rear view mirror. mirror. But I don't check my yeah. blind spots with my rear view mirror. No, but I'm just saying you're, look, you're looking for perspectives that you can't see. Right, right. All the time. Right, right. No, that's a great way to put it. And then in that way, we end up um, being in a better position to solve problems, right? Because we just literally have more information yes. and we know. If, we, if we're thoughtful about it, we know the point of view that that information is coming from. Right. Okay. Right. Okay. So when Patel says analysis is breaking information, break information down to its component parts, and evaluate how well those pieces fit together and separately, I'm like, huh? Okay, but what, Brian, what is, I, I get that. That's the definition. Yeah. What does that look like? And give me, give an example from everyday life of what it means to, break something down to its component parts and see the relationship? Well, I mean, so I might think about uh, I want to move to another city or I want to move to another apartment okay. or something like that. And so I might look at the relative pros and cons, like my initial just uh, off the top of my head kind of look. But then I might also ask other people who I know if they could give me their same pros and cons and then I might also use some strategies like intellectual empathy to help me um, creatively uh, maybe literally create more um, points of view like out of the knowledge that I have so um, Let's use the apartment moving to another. That's a good one. That's yeah, so, a good example. Well, so I have a point of view on it because I have whatever reasons I have. But yeah. there's also going to be like like some friends might have another point of view on it. And they might have some important considerations. So maybe they're going to say, well, you want to move, but like you can't afford it. Right? And I say, well, I have all these reasons I want to move and all this. And somebody says, well, you can't afford it. And so now I need to go back and look at all of the thinking that I've done. If I agree with that criticism, I need to go back and work that into my analysis okay. and change that and go, well, sure, like this is the first one I was thinking about. I wanted to end up in this spot because I wasn't thinking about money at all. But now I'm going to go back and I'm going to do the same analysis with a lot of the same information. I'm just going to think about it through kind of this point of view of, of what's the money going to be like for that. And then somebody else might say, yeah, but then you're going to miss your grandmother. And you go, oh, grandma. Okay, sure. So then you go back and say, well, what about my relatives? What about my loved ones? What about okay. looking through looking at this through their lens kind I of thing? See. And, you know, there's also... Everything might look great from one point of view, but maybe when I start looking at, say, my work situation, if I went to another place, and it then, might... And then you have, like, a long commute, let's say. Maybe so, or maybe I don't like the job as much, or maybe mm. any number of things might make it more complicated. So I think that there are... Um, I think in this way, we can bring in every different point of view, even if I imagine it, has with it different assumptions, different pieces of information, potentially a different inferential process, which is how I use the information to actually figure stuff out. 
Um, and so there are lots of different ways to organize the same information under different logics such that then when I'm done, I could have a variety of full analyses mm. here. So when I asked analysis is about taking things and, you know, separating things into its parts and looking at their relationship and then what you said, it makes me think then the parts, quote unquote parts I'm supposed to look at are different perspectives. And in your case, where those come from is asking other people. But if I want to analyze something on my own or think through something on my own without asking other people, can I get those other perspectives in my from my own inside my own head? Yeah, definitely. I can use intellectual empathy, yeah. um, which is an idea that says that that um, I should be able to imagine other people's points of view on the same topic, mm-hmm. right? And so I can put myself in maybe somebody's point of view who is antagonistic to my point of view or who has some slightly different perspective on that. And so in that way, I can try to use the best information I have, which could be a lot of different things, but I use the best information I have in order to come up with that point of view and then compare it to my own. Okay, so you can imaginatively put yourself into other... What would my grandmother say? What would my landlord say? What would my boss say? Absolutely. What would my green grocer say? Sure, sure. What would my compost uh, person picking up my compost, what would they say? Right. If I said to them, by the way, I'm moving to a new apartment, and they're like, that's 20 miles away. (laughs) I can't pick up your compost. That could be a problem. Maybe so. Well, yeah, you definitely definitely have this, um, this angle on it. Of course, there's also... We can get with critical thinking a lot more detailed mm-hmm. because we might, I mean, we can put names to some of these intellectual pieces. So we might, we might not merely say the landlord, the greengrocer, the compost guy all have different points of view on this than I do. We might also say that each of their different points of view uses different information, has different purposes, has different assumptions, has different implications, maybe even has different inference processes. And so in that way, we can look at the individual pieces that make up that point of view because that the point of view is synthetic, right? I mean, we all put one together out of pieces. So the important question then is, well, what, what pieces hmm. make my point of view on bowling family, movies, work, whatever. Wow, that how do people figure that out? Well, you can always use a tool like the Elements of Thought um, from Richard Paul, yes. right? That's a nice one that we like, eight-part analysis. And there's a little graphic for that. Um, if people type in Google Elements of Thought. Elements of Thought. Richard Paul, they'll see that. And yeah, that's it's like, like it looks a like nice... a pizza. Yeah, and it's like a wheel that you can sort of go take your thinking around Mm -hmm. to look at Mm -hmm. information, concepts, assumptions. One of the things on that wheel is inferences. And you just said inferences. You've said that several times, throwing around words like inference. According to Patel, inferences is um, one of the things a critical thinker needs. And what he says, I'm assuming it's a he, is inference is the ability to extrapolate meaning from data and discover potential outcomes when assessing a scenario. Let me say that again. 
Inference is the ability to extrapolate meaning from data and discover potential outcomes when it... Wow, that's like, what does that mean again in everyday life? Extrapolate meaning from... Like, I feel like we're kind of doing that all the time, but how do we point to it for people? Well, we do. I mean, there are various ways for us to point to it. I mean, one thing that we might do is to... Um, let is to is to maybe look at all the parts of the thinking and figure out how the pieces of the thinking go together to create the entirety of the thinking, right? So if we have something like a conclusion to our thinking, if we say, oh, well, you know, this is what I think the thinking should end up as, we might say, well, different people are going to interpret the data differently. Okay, give an, give an example from so, everyday life. Okay, so if I'm going to interpret the data differently, let's just let's go with the one that you mentioned, my landlord. So okay. I need to move somewhere else. Right. And I have a whole set of information that I'm using. Yeah. And I'm going to think about that information in certain ways. Like as a tenant, as a person who doesn't have any ownership stake in this building as a person who maybe is here for a while, but with no expectation that I'm always going to be here. Maybe as a person who is um, looking to maybe be a little bit more flexible in their life than maybe the landlord. So the landlord is committed to at least this one building, if not more. The landlord's looking for some stability with regard to that. The landlord is interested in making okay. sure that there's long-term investment and that okay. all of the um, all of the pieces are covered every month. That's not an that's not a concern for the tenant. So we might have exactly the same pieces of information. Like here are the pieces of the contract, and here's our history of you living here or you being the landlord. We might have all the same information. But the landlord is going to look at it with a certain idea that I'm trying to use this information in order to maximize my position of keeping a tenant in here so that I can get the money I need. Whereas the tenant has none of that as a concern, right? And so they're going to literally interpret the information differently. Now, when we interpret, if we do it rationally, we have two ways of doing it. And that is either in a way that we're trying to create certainty in our conclusions or in a way that we're trying to create likelihood or probability. So probability is different from certainty. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, that's the inference. The inference is the way that I put the information together such that I am more or less certain Okay. at the end in, okay. in terms of the conclusion. So if... Let's use this landlord-tenant example. So let's say the information is, and this was something that I think that happened at your building, where people said, well, we want to be able to decorate oh, yeah. how, on the outside of right. the building. Right. So let's use that. That's a piece of information. Yeah. Your neighbor says to you, hey, Brian, I want to set all this stuff out on the porch of this yeah. building. Yeah. You're like, Hey, you're interpreting that data. Oh, yeah. No, go right ahead. No problem for me. The landlord, though. Well, not the landlord, but, but the, the man, like the management. Company. Yeah, okay. They're the ones, okay. right? What yeah. was, how did they interpret that? Well, they, data? Inter- they want uniformity. 
Okay. So what they want is everybody to look the same. They want right. you to kind of, like they'll say, we want you to do what you want to do, but we want to be the same as everybody else. And we're going to tell you exactly what that is. <gasps> Wait a minute. We want you to do what you wanted to do, what you want to yeah. do, but it, we want it to be the same as everyone else. And we want that to be what you want to do. <laughs> we want you to be happy with that. So, okay. so it's like, so it's like, we want, you know, we, we might say something, you know, at my condo, uh, you know, we might say something like, we'd like to put flowers outside. Yeah. And somebody would say, okay, well, we can put flowers outside in this spot. And that way, every building can have flowers in the same spot. Oh. Right. And, and I say, well, yeah, but that's not where I want them. <laughs> like, that's not, like, I, I really don't even like them there. Right. Yeah. I'd rather, them, and they're like, well... What we need is for people to be able to have flowers when they want to, right. but also have it look exactly the same no matter which building that you're at, right? And from their point of view, that's a wonderful compromise. Like they have really come significant wow. distance for even letting us do anything, wow. right? Whereas from the point of view of the people who live in the condo, it makes very little sense that I would have to follow this rule and put these flowers here when I don't even want them here, when in fact I would like them over here instead. Because from in the, from the point of view of day-to-day -day living, uniformity is more or less useless. Like it has nothing to do with, <laughs> uniformity in landscaping has nothing to do with it, right? And so we're just having, we have different concepts which we will use uh. to interpret the data. Right. right, good example. And that good example. gives the different points of view ultimately. So where did things end up? Uh, you can up? have the flowers as long as they look the same as everybody else's and they're in the approved containers that are supplied by the by the leadership. And do people do that? Do they people put do flowers? Yeah, 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 people put they them, they, they put okay. them in, the, in the, see it used How to be you? just like the Wild West, like you did whatever you wanted. And people <laughs> did all kinds of stuff, like they'd put up not just flowers, they put up banners and they'd put up, just all kinds decoration, like, all kinds of stuff. Like you're like, whoa, what is? Like I didn't even know any of the stuff was outdoor stuff. I thought you just put this up inside. They're like, we don't care, we love it, you know. And and some people were like, ah, this is a little busy, and you know. And so that kind of led to, well, we need some uniformity. Oh, I see. But the question becomes, for for what do we need uniformity? And what it turns out was, this will even I think make it even clearer is that the people who wanted the uniformity yeah. were interested in selling their units. Oh, oh. And those of us who are just living there and don't care about selling our units would rather it be more comfortable for us, which sometimes means you would give up a little bit of uniformity for the sake of... Personalizing it because that's what... Because I feel live good there. about yeah, because this is yeah. my yeah. So yeah. <laughs> so that that ends up those those disagreements about okay. that end up producing radically different ways of interpreting the data, such that somebody from the management company can stand right there and look at you and go, "This is a great thing," and you're going, "There's no way this is a great thing. Like this is the worst thing I've ever heard of." And they're like, "No, it's great." And and right. people, pe you know, people keep getting together with one another informally going, how can they say it's great? And it's exactly this kind of a right. okay. thing. Right, yeah. okay. So that's a good example. So when people find themselves disagreeing with someone else or, you know, in the same scenario, like, how can you be seeing this very same scenario that way when yeah. I see it this way? Yeah. Then we, that's where inferences come from. And sure. if you're a leader or a critical thinker, what they're saying is it's really under, important to understand that 
you data and situations are not self-evident you you bring a lens and interpret interpretation to them to better mm -hmm. understand them mm -hmm. and if you're a really good thinker you can revisit that and see that from multiple points of view oh yeah right? one would one would hope right yeah right yeah so your landlord or your condo board or whatever yeah. that is if they if you saw them today or ran into them, would you say anything to them about it? Oh, well, that leadership mm -hmm. has changed a little oh. bit already, so not yeah. not no. today, but no. there have been times in the past, sure. You would speak up? Oh, yeah, well, I have a lot of times. You have, and are you known as someone who, like, Causes you know, a problem, yes. Yeah, yes. you are? Yes, absolutely. Really? Okay, because um, Patel says one of the other signs of a critical thinker is willing to challenge the status quo. Oh, yeah, the status quo can kiss, okay. kiss my butt. <laughs> wow, so you are a rabble rabble, you're known as a rabble, and you're comfortable with that. Well, I mean, yeah, I'm, I think that um, sometimes the rabble needs to be roused. <laughs> I don't know, sometimes you got to move that stuff around a little bit. Um, Challenge the status quo, all right. Well, so. it's just that the problem is the status quo is, the. I mean, it's often the, the lowest denominator, right? The lowest common mm. denominator, so... Yeah. It's repetitive, it's boring, it's safe, it's um, comfortable, but not because of its value to the individual as much as its ease in just doing whatever it is in society, right? It's just, it's, right. it's the way that people right. normally do stuff. Right. And a lot of times those things are not put together as um, standards, I guess, in society mm -hmm. by very thoughtful means. They often happen, um, you know, accidentally or by attrition or, or some other kind of... Um, or sophistry. Sophistry, yeah, 100%. And yeah. so we can't... I, I, I find it very challenging myself to accept the pronouncements of authority merely because they said it which might which might mean that I'm a good you know person to have in a philosophy department or something unless of course the authority is the philosophy department but um <laughs> but I definitely I definitely feel like speaking from experience well it's just that when when the pronouncements are arbitrary and they affect me I would just like to know more because they rarely are in fact arbitrary. In fact, there are very good reasons why we did this and that. It's just that it may in fact be arbitrary that it happened to you, I right? See. Or I mean, to me, right? I mean, that might be arbitrary, but there was a good reason this thing happened. I just happened to get caught up in it. I don't accept that. That's just authority running all over you. I, I, I have to call mm. BS on that. So I'm going to go back and ask a lot of questions. And what I've found a lot of times in the past is that people will just make an exception for me to get me to shut up. Really? Oh, you don't like that? It's fine. We'll just do it for you. Really? And, and I used to be okay with that. Yeah, it would, happen, it would happen more often than not when I was younger. I would find that the only reason anybody would help me was because I was being so problematic. Wow. Right? But often they wouldn't help me at all. But if they did, it was because of that. They just wanted you to be quiet. Just wanted me to stop. And it, it really they, they would see that, oh, it really doesn't matter that much if we help him in this way. Like, this could have gone this way. Right. 
And I was fine with that. And I've gotten to the point now where that's still not enough, right? So like, I want policies changed. At, 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 at one place where I worked, there was actually a policy recently where they said, you can apply for this pile of money. Yes. If you meet all these criteria and you have this kind of employment status. Yeah. And I met all the criteria except they didn't have that kind of employment yes. status. And so I went and asked them, like, what's the reason for this? They were like, oh, well, that's just that's just the policy. And I was like, well, you know, there are a whole bunch of people who have all these criteria, but not this employment status. Like they have they are right. and they're the people who actually need this pile of money. Right. Because they don't have this employment right. status, right? And? Well, they they went back, we went back and forth a bunch of times and somebody mentioned in this email chain that I was, you know, just, I was upset because of the way this was impacting me personally. And I said, no, I'm upset because of the way that your institution, my institution treats people with this status who nonetheless work here. Right. Right. And so they said, oh, so then they changed the, then they changed the policy. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Good so, for you. Yeah, and then they were mad that I didn't try to get the pile of money. <laughs> See, that's the kind of thing. It's like, well, did you? And and I said, I said, well, did you change the policy for me, or did well, you change right, because the policy? it was the right thing to do? Yeah, and they were like, well, we expected that you would apply. I said, after all this, I don't want to work with you. I'm not interested. Yeah. I just think that this should be fair because there's no reason wow. to differentiate here. So and they, they were like, okay. But I mean, I, you know, that's the thing is that wow. it's getting to the point where I don't, wow. it's a lot of work for me to go and like try to right or wrong for myself. It's yeah. more like I, I don't even speak up unless I see that this is a systemic issue. And then right. I, lately, I don't care that much if it's yeah. about me. I just think this is stupid. Yeah, I'm with Let's you. Let's not do this. I, I'm with you. And I'm trying to think of an example where I have sort of spoken up and try to do that mm. and I and it's interesting because when I'm in those situations what I find is like you sometimes people are just like it's just thoughtless it's just like yeah. oh that's just what it is and no when I point out sort of like as a critical an analytical reasoning take it apart and look at it yep. and ask look questions at the implications about this and then they're like <laughs> oh right yeah. oh yes okay remember I went to that one doctor's office and there was a HIPAA violation. Okay. That oh, yeah. That would be a good you example. You, you said, hey. I left the space I was in and I went to where the staff in the doctor's office and I said, I can hear information about other patients from where you had me sitting. Yeah. That is a HIPAA violation. I do not want to sit there and I do not feel comfortable. Yeah. And they went and moved me and they took it seriously and the doctor, blah, 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 blah. but I thought to myself, there were first of all, there were other people sitting there too who could also hear it. Nobody said anything. How long, according to them, that was a new COVID thing. They moved people around. How long have they been doing this practice where other people have heard it and nobody spoke up and said, A, I'm uncomfortable hearing this, and B, it's a HIPAA violation. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. what? Yeah. But the minute I calmly and rationally said yeah. this is this is why i don't want this why i'm not willing to sit over here again it's not just about me personally it's about yeah. this is a 
this is a problem for you as a healthcare organization. Yeah, yeah. You, no, I people agree. People have to speak up. Yep. Otherwise, people just think, oh, it's okay. <laughs> I guess that's what they think. Well, I don't want to challenge. Somebody told me yeah. that they see healthcare providers as like these or doctors as like a, you know, higher status than them. So they feel uncomfortable questioning them. Power dynamic for sure. Power dynamic. I don't, I don't feel uncomfortable questioning them. So there's an idea that. Some of us probably don't feel uncomfortable questioning them, but there is this there is this interesting cultural idea that I like that says that for authority figures, we don't like challenging them in many cases because we have the perception that, number one, they know more about us than we know about ourselves in this context. Wow. And number two, that they could use that information to hurt us. Oh, because, right, if I'm the patient and you're the healthcare provider, you are the one with all the power and well, information well, in this scenario. Yeah, you're the one who can read the x-ray. Right. 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 Literally, like, I don't know right. how to read the x-ray. And so right. you're saying, well, the x-ray says this. And I'm saying, yeah, but doesn't it really look like this? And you're like, right. how much medical school did you, radiologist then? And you're like, right. no, but when I look at these different gray and black swirls, it looks to me more like this. And they say, right. oh, yeah, you know what? You're right. And then you die. Right? I mean, that's the that's the danger, right? We challenge authority and authority just goes, yeah, I guess so. You know what? You're right. Why don't you go to jail? I'll tell you what. You're right. Let's right. let's go authority. ahead and do this thing to you that you've brought up. I've, I have clearly violated the procedure in an effort to make you more comfortable. Let's just tighten this up. Wow. So if you're going to challenge the status quo, then that that as a critical thinker, then you need to be prepared. Sometimes, you know, it's there's a risk cost um, risk. What am I trying to say? Risk. Cost benefit it, analysis. Yes. Kind of right. Yeah. Like yeah, if I speak up here, right. call attention to myself. Right. right? right. If I say this to the cop. Right. Right, it could go south for me. If I say this to the cop, I might end up against the wall. Wait a minute. Right. Wait right. a minute. Wait. Right. Oh, yeah, and and can we go ahead and search you? No. Oh, well, we're going to search you anyway. It's like, wait a minute. I didn't. I'm just telling you about the other guy. But that's, you know, or I'm saying you should be doing something else. And the cop's like, oh, well, you're a problem. So why don't you come sit in my car over here? Right. You're like, wait right. a minute. And they're right. like, no, it's not an option. Yeah, so the power differential Yeah, if I don't matters. call my attention, if I don't call the authority's attention to me, if I just take it. Just, just always take whatever it is. Right. Then I don't get that. Of course, I might get pooped on un, <laughs> unknowingly by the authorities constantly, but at least I'm not a subject of their possibly arbitrary exercise of power. Yeah, it would be interesting to do a show about how certain social structures or social scenarios kind of intimidate people into compliance oh i'll tell you one yeah that would be interesting i'll tell you one that, that works with this one really well getting a second opinion oh a lot of people are like yeah but that's my doctor like i've been with my doctor for like a long i don't time. want to question yeah them. i don't want him to think that i don't trust him or something like that and the doctor's going i'd get a second opinion if it was me you know but you don't we don't feel that way as patients we think we're just supposed to accept that authority and we're concerned sometimes that if we go outside of our normal healthcare set of providers, that maybe when we come back, they'll be irritated with us. 
right? Mm, that's a good, <clears throat> that's a really good scenario. And I do think getting a second opinion is a great idea. Everybody says it's a great idea. Literally yeah. everybody who is in, who even remotely touches this scenario says, of course you get a second opinion, right? But like very few people will bother to do that, even in really serious circumstances. And sometimes it's because they just don't want to upset their normal provider, but they don't even know if it's going to be upsetting. It's all based on assumptions. Right. Here's another scenario that is not as quite maybe serious as that one, but it happened to a friend of mine. He was out shopping for a car yeah. and you know, cars are really hard to get right now. Expensive to get. Well, yeah, but yeah. I mean, he was trying to order a oh, car. Oh, like a specific car. Really yeah. Tough. And yeah. he was yeah. going dealership to dealership and he went to one dealership and they said, he said, I'm interested in this car. And they said, okay, well, here are two different colors of that car. He, oh, I can have one of these. No, 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 no. These are the two variations of that car. We will order it for you. We have to keep it on the lot because it's the two that have these two different options and people need to see them. So he goes, okay, what about that car? He points to another car. And he said, there's um, three, there was three of that model. And the person said, oh no, we have to keep all three. Because, and you know what he said? Well, actually I know that model and there are more than three variations. And the person goes, you know what? We'll just sell them. I mean, <laughs> I mean, like the minute, the minute wow. somebody pushes back wow. with solid information, that's what I mean, not just cowed into like, oh, well, okay, I guess I can't. Um, yeah, they just totally caved and let him buy a car. And that's what we talk about with the power of critical thinking, my friends. You got to <laughs> ask questions. You got to challenge those assumptions. We hope as you go through your week that you will have much success when you stand up to authority. Don't let them put you, don't let them push you around. You're better than that. Don't let them bring their own point of view on you. You have Challenge the status quo. You have some points of view on the status quo. I mean, by definition, that thing's literally for everyone. Even you.